So hello, everybody, and welcome. Welcome to the Return of Ritual online show. And I'm Amber Winston, and today we have a really special guest that I'm really excited to talk to. Um, I'd like to welcome Kate Murphy to the show. Hi, Amber. Thanks so much for having me. It's so wonderful to have you. Um, I wanted to just start by giving you a little bit of background and kind of the intention behind creating the Return of Ritual online show. I really believe that sacred rituals have been kind of the cornerstone for civilizations and cultures for millennia. And I feel over time, specifically in our Western modern culture, ritual has somewhat been stripped from our daily lives or our um, communities. And so it's really my mission to speak with experts like yourself and others and really learn about how we can invite and invoke sacred ritual back into our lives to one, connect more deeply to ourselves, connect more fully to our communities, um, and then really get clear on, you know, how do we want to live and how do we want to show up in this world while we're here and, and what impact do we want to make? So that's really uh, the intention behind creating this show. And Kate has an amazing blog. Um, I was recently introduced to this by a dear mutual friend, um, and it's called livingprettynaturally.com. Um, it's an incredible resource, and I'm already just kind of diving in and looking at all the pages because there's such a wealth of knowledge that Kate is sharing with the world um, as it relates to living a more natural life. So the first question that I have for you, Kate, is can you just define for us what does beauty mean? What is the definition of beauty? Mm. <laughs> I love this question because it is of course, and obviously not what the face sees and not what the eyes see. Uh, it is so much more depth. And I think what it really comes down to for me is around love, like where you have a sense of love is a sense of beauty. Right? When you have a deep reverence and love for nature, it is beautiful. Same with your loved ones, those that are um, your partner or best friends, you find them beautiful and it has absolutely nothing to do with with how the eye perceives it visually, but rather how the heart sees it. And that for me, I would mm -hmm. say is, is if I was to define beauty. <laughs> Thank you. I love that. And um, when it relates to rituals, mm -hmm. uh, could you walk us through kind of what what would your ideal morning or evening ritual look like? Beautiful. Yeah. Every morning for me is a start of gratitude. I actually have my little notebook here. I work through this little notebook here every morning uh, for gratitude. And I, before meditation, I sit and I write about what I'm grateful for from the day before, my hopes and dreams for tomorrow. Um, what I'm grateful for in this moment. And then from there, I move into a meditation. And sometimes those meditations are visualizations. Sometimes they're just sitting quietly and seeing what comes. Mm. And that's essentially how I break into the day. From there, I like to think of my skincare regime and my shower routine as a ritual, actually. <laughs> and uh, that comes right from the point of selecting what products I use. For me, 
Um, and a lot of what I talk about on Living Pretty Naturally is around natural skincare, non-toxic, high vibrational products. Mm. And so for me, choosing products that are of high vibration, meaning the plants were harvested in a ethical way and the ingredients used are majority non-synthetic and very pure and using these products almost as a intended ritual for my own self-care for example how to wash your skin with an oil cleanser and make it like a self-massage of the face and uh, same thing in the shower using uh, a dry brush or a loofah, uh, a dry brush before you're in and a loofah during with an essential oil to lift the spirit. And I really believe that anything can be turned into a ritual if you have the intention for it. Yeah. So. What you just said there is such a, a common theme that I'm discovering through these discussions is you're absolutely right. Even the most mundane task, whether it's like preparing a meal for your children or um, grocery shopping, you know, everything can become that sacred ritual, which I think is what you're alluding to. Um, I love that you're picking high vibrational products. Uh, and I'm really curious to learn you know, how, like, what inspired the creation of living pretty naturally? How did you kind of get on to this journey? Um, and where did it all begin? I would say it all began with my very dear mother. Uh, she was such an inspiration to me growing up, always, you know, uh, helping my brother and I with illnesses with herbs and dessert was peaches and cottage cheese and she was just a very earth mother mother and she is yeah. still uh, so she inspired me to start paying more attention to what I was putting in my body and I got interested that way and started to discover a further interest in what about what I'm putting on my skin and when I started researching the first thing that ticked up was animal testing uh, because I have such a love of animals, when I started understanding about the animal testing that was going on in a lot of the major cosmetics companies, I immediately started looking for something else and it spiraled into the non-toxic space. And from there, it's just evolved into wellness, yoga, spirituality, non-toxic living from a mental side as well, not just in the physical sense. How do we practice more love surround ourselves with people that uplift us and yeah it's it's been quite a journey I've been doing it now for about eight years yeah you mentioned a couple of things that I would like to kind of unpack a little bit for people that are listening because I don't think that um, a lot of people know much about animal testing for skincare and cosmetics is there, can you just elaborate on that and paint a picture of what you've learned through your research? Like what is, what is really happening with some of these major brands? Yeah, absolutely. Many of the major brands are using animals to test certain ingredients for uh, not just toxicity, but reactions. So for example, uh, if there's a new ingredient coming out that they want to test for its safety on humans, they might, for example, spray it into a rabbit's eyes to see how the rabbit eyes will react or if there will be uh, scarring, blistering, bleeding. 
So it's just absolutely horrific, some of the things they do. And there's, of course, things they do to many different animals. This is just one example, but it's often why you see the leaping bunny on many vegan certified products is because those products um, are relating to uh, the rabbit, which is a very common animal that's tested on dogs, monkeys, you know, rats, mice, the, the list goes on and on. And um, there are certain regulations in certain countries as well, such as China, where they mandate uh, animal testing unless the product is already distributed internationally. Uh, so it is a choice, of course. There are other ways of testing, and many other ways of testing the safety on humans. Um, and there's really no reason for animal testing anymore. No. I, I do believe there will be legislation that will come and finally close it. I've heard that there's some in process in the States right now, but it's still up to the consumer to make an educated choice on what products they're choosing to put on their skin and purchase and put their money towards. A hundred percent. Yeah. It's, it's almost like that concept of just voting with your dollar. Like where are you, where are you spending your money and what are you supporting through that? Exactly. Um, I think there's also a lot of hidden ingredients in products that people um, aren't really aware of. What is the advice that you would give somebody that, you know, is just putting on a body lotion, for example, that they just picked up at the supermarket and just slathering it all over their skin? I mean, I know that the skin is the largest organ, so it's absorbing a lot. Um, but what kind of advice would you give to somebody who is just not even aware of of the products that they're putting on their skin? Like, is there a certain ingredient we need to be looking out for? Yeah, I mean, these days there's a slew of ingredients that we want to avoid. But what I like to say as the basis is when you're looking at the back of the ingredients list, if you see a series of ingredients that start to sound quite chemical, chances are they are. Then on the other side, there's a series of ingredients such as different types of parabens that you want to absolutely avoid at all costs. And that's in tons of things. Uh, anything from your concealer and foundation to body lotion, even shampoo and conditioner. Um, on my site, I have a list of about, I would say, 20 to 30 ingredients of avoid. Fragrance is one of them. And that's a tricky one because fragrance, it's almost like a cover-up for many different ingredients. So if something says fragrance on it, it can actually have 15, 20 different other ingredients that are all chemical constituents, some of which might affect your hormones, especially if you're pregnant, could affect the fetus, mm. um, affect your uh, organ toxicity. Yeah, it's, it's a really tricky thing. And it's different between the US and Europe. But even in Europe, where there's more standards, there's still a lot of room for improvement to say the least but certainly looking out for ingredients that look um, like you want that they, they sound just off your better bet is of course going to places like Whole Foods or checking out iHerb and things like this to find alternatives because mostly in the normal pharmacies and grocery stores they tend to have the toxic alternatives or the more conventional products unfortunately although it's getting better yeah. And I, I've seen your uh, reference guide on your website for those top products to avoid. So I'll link to that because I think it's a great resource for everybody to just become a little bit more aware of how they're hiding certain ingredients in, in our daily products. You know, hand soap. 
um, you know, there's fragrance in that. And we're so accustomed to like, oh, I'm going to use my hands up and wash my hands and it smells good. So right. we've been entrained or indoctrinated into this belief that if it's really cleaning, it's going to give me this like floral lavender smell or something. Mm-hmm. But what really is, what really is that? Is it a fragrance or is it an essential oil? And, and let's pay attention to that. And I want to understand why. So why should people be mindful about these hidden toxins in their products, in their beauty, in their beauty rituals? What have you discovered kind of in your research? Like what are some of the impacts of, of toxicity through beauty or skincare or toxic living? Yeah, a, a lot of people think, oh, it's, you know, just a little foundation. It's just a little deodorant. But the thing is, it's the accumulation of the chemicals in the body. And what a lot of the research is finding is that these chemicals accumulate in the organs, in the tissue, in the lymph. And there was even a study that showed some of the breast cancer showing aluminum in that breast cancer that had come from uh, not deodorant, but antiperspirant. And the buildup of that over time led to the formation of, of tumors. And it's really about understanding that the body holds on to these things when it comes through the skin and isn't able to process it in the same way it would food. So it could end up in our fat tissues, our organs, uh, just sitting out and hanging out and building up till it comes to a point of, of sickness. And so that's mm. why it's important uh, topic for people to consider is that if you think about how much body lotion or shampoo and conditioner or toothpaste you're using deodorant etc over time that builds up so it's important to be aware of what you're consuming and not just through digestion but through your physical body as you said the the skin is the largest organ and it is it absorbs that's why the lotion Mm -hmm. goes in Exactly. Um, you had mentioned earlier, you talked a little bit more about your morning ritual and your skincare rituals and beauty rituals in general. And you mentioned dry brushing before you get in the shower and maybe using some essential oils to awaken the spirit while you're in the shower. I was hoping that maybe we could talk about a few more of those for people um, and the significance of maybe why you're dry brushing, right? To really help maybe move the lymph around. Are there any other uh, beauty rituals that you enjoy that people could explore um, in just aiding them in their own beauty ritual and kind of connecting them more to themselves? Oh, beautiful. Yeah, I I have a lot that I like to play with. Um, certainly dry brushing is a wonderful one for detoxifying the system through the lymph, as you mentioned. And uh, I also do a lot of different scrubs that I make in the kitchen with, you know, sea salt and essential oil, maybe some honey. Uh, If you're a vegan, then you can just remove the honey and use the the salt and the essential oil. You can also do it with sugar. Uh, I love hair masks. I have very long hair that requires (laughs) a lot of moisture. So I like creating hair masks with, you know, you can do coconut oil, mashed avocado, um, there's so many things in our kitchen that we can use for beautifying and using as a ritual. Uh, it's, it's nice to throw in a hair mask and meditate for 20 minutes while, while it fits in and 
Um, I have this beautiful hair mask that you can make at home and it's just uh, a few drops of essential oil, your choice. Um, and the one I have, I've used Palo Santo oil, but we do have to be mindful of where that's come from because there is uh, over harvesting of that tree now. And then coconut oil, um, a little bit of rosemary essential oil, and then I put that through the hair and leave it on for a few hours actually in the evening. And it's a, a beautiful scent because Palo Santo is so grounding and so nourishing and cleansing. Uh, and rosemary is a psychic protection herb. So putting it on the head is a really beautiful way to um, protect your psychic energy. So if you're having a really wild week and you need a bit of grounding, just tapping a bit of uh, rosemary essential oil on the crown of the head is a beautiful way to protect your aura, if you will, and ground down. Hmm. I love that. And that's, yeah, that's so beautiful. And I don't, I personally don't do any hair masks and I'm totally inspired. I'm like, I, I too have long hair and I feel like it needs some nurturing, especially here in Southern California. It's very dry. Mm, dry. Um, yeah, like so, so dry. And so that's such a beautiful invitation for people. Um, and it, it doesn't sound like it's too difficult, right? It's all things that we have in our kitchen. And I just imagine, is your hair wet and you put it on or is it dry and then you would put it on? It can be both. I mean, you could do a shampoo, come out, uh, leave it wet and throw on the mask for a few hours as you uh, maybe go around and meditate, drink some tea, journal, uh, read your book um, for a few hours and then go back in and rinse and wash out. Oh yeah. my gosh, I love that. What a beautiful uh, self-care ritual that we could invite mm. in. Is there any other ones that are kind of, that you love doing that really uh, kind of light, light you up? Masks. I love face masks. I mean, it's very typical, but it honestly is such a beautiful self-care ritual to just take care of your skin. And oftentimes I'll do um, a very simple oatmeal face mask. This my mom taught me when we were kids. I'll use some um, mm. coconut yogurt with some oatmeal and honey. Again, if you're vegan, you can just drop the honey and put it on your skin, let it sit till it starts to dry. And then as you wash off gently, it acts as an exfoliator, but the oatmeal is also very moisturizing, as is the honey. It's a humectant, so it's bringing in moisture. So yeah, that's one of my favorite quick uh, face masks. And I do that one fairly often, first because it takes like, three minutes to make and put on and it's also just really nourishing and yeah it's also fun to take pictures of that one on because it looks like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. anyway oh that's wonderful these are such beautiful invitations for people and I think the other um the thing that I'm sensing is by taking care of your skin or putting on a hair mask, it's really the intention behind doing it too, right? Like really that nurturing energy and that loving, like gentle. I remember um, traveling with my mom once and we were both in the bathroom and I was washing my face and I, you know, put the face wash in my hands and I'm down by the sink and I was like scrubbing my face and like, you know, getting all my makeup off. And my mom turns and she looks at me and she goes, Amber, be more gentle with your gentle. skin. She was like shocked. And I was like, what? I'm just like getting off my mascara. She's like, oh, honey. And so she had to like, 
as oh. I imagine your mom kind of did yeah. teach me that like, no, your skin is so delicate and you need to gently wipe things off and use maybe different oils or cotton pads to get your mascara off. And, mm-hmm. and I share that just because I feel like we live in such a busy world, right? Where we're rushing through life and it's like, got to take my makeup off before bed and jump into bed. Yeah. And really it's about slowing down and making this beauty ritual time to just be, be gentle with ourselves. At least that's what I'm feeling through this um, conversation. Kate is like really just being gentle and loving as we, especially as women, as we nurture our bodies and our skin and, and then really getting in touch with that inner beauty and light and letting that like tapping into that through the ritual and then letting that come out. Oh yeah. I I mean, it's exactly what I meant when I said like beauty is not with the eyes. It is an act of self love to take care of yourself to, you know, rush through your care rituals or your care, the parts of your day where you're truly caring for yourself. It, it is important to take the time and to nourish yourself, your skin, your heart, your thoughts. Yeah, absolutely. And I love the story about your mom. My mom told me the same. She was, when I, when she first saw me put on uh, eye cream and I was rubbing it and she said, you have to tap. Tap. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And I think that this is, Yeah. And I think this is just so beautiful because it's almost like our ancestors are passing down these beautiful rituals to us. And, um, and it's almost like listening to that, you know, what have our mothers done? What have our grandmothers done? And a lot of what you've talked about today is like just kitchen ingredients, right? Mm. Things that are accessible to us and they're easy and they're so nourishing. Um, I'm just so happy and grateful that our ancestors and our elders are are sharing this wisdom with us and then we're able to kind of keep sharing it with with our future children as well so it's such a beautiful that's yeah, beautiful the tradition beautiful thing passed down mm-hmm. yeah um the last kind of question i have for you is just a little bit more personal for you um how would you say that sacred ritual or ceremony has played an important part in your own evolutionary healing journey Mm. Uh, it's been instrumental to to be frank and broad Um, I've been as most of us have been on that healing journey for most of our lives you know and ritual has been something that's come to me I would say in the last five years more significantly Uh, I've been studying the Celtic priestess lineage and the lineage of Mary Magdalene over these last years and ritual around um, divine feminine and um, really tapping into shadow self and understanding where do I need more love and more light? What parts of myself do I need more attention to? What are the parts that I'm shying away from? Ritual has been a really beautiful way to tap into that gently um, through reflecting, through having my own ceremonies, um, ceremoniously diving into why does this hurt me? Why does this still happen in my heart? Why do these feelings still come up? And learning how to 
shed them through ritual and through ceremony has been a very powerful experience to witness and face those parts of myself that I didn't want to see. But once I did see them, I could work with them. So I, I don't know if that made total sense, but um, certainly ceremony almost acts as a rite of passage and ritual mm -hmm. as a rite of passage to uh, move on, move up, and move out things that don't belong anymore. So yeah, I, I can't say how much it's impacted because it's almost, there's no real words to verbalize how powerful mm. it's been. Mm. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. And I think it's just such a beautiful invitation for people that, who might be listening to this, who, you know, maybe there's a similar theme that just keeps coming up in their lives over and over and over again. And I, I know that uh, the wise ones have always said, you know, if, if something keeps coming up in your life, you know, you haven't quite learned the lesson from it yet, you know? And so the invitation there would be, how can we actually face whatever those things are, like you're mentioning, um, and then really transmute them through ceremony or through ritual by getting into that mythical kind of state, we can really move things through. And I love how you said that so eloquently. You said, move on, move up, and move out. Mm. And I just think that captures this so beautifully. Um, so thank you for sharing, for sharing that. What advice would you give uh, to someone who's looking, who's looking to incorporate more beauty rituals into their lives? Is there any last bit of advice on your heart or anything on your heart that just wants to come up and out and be shared with the world as it relates to beauty mm. and rituals? Yeah, not to put so much pressure on yourself. I know people are busy and especially mothers are busy and always feeling like, yeah, but I don't have the time and feeling bad about that. Um, I think what's important is to find a small amount of time and really commit to that moment for yourself, even if it's 20 minutes or 30 minutes. Um, within a day or 10 minutes in the morning uh, or the evening, if we can just find and really secure that spot as a sacred appointment with self, it's the best way to start on that path. You know, it's like starting a meditation. It doesn't need to start at 30 minutes. doesn't even need to start at 15. You can start at five. And everyone can find five minutes. You can go to the bathroom, close the door and... And meditate on the toilet for a few minutes so <laughs> it, it, yeah it's about um, making yourself a priority thank you mm -hmm. such a such a lovely reminder for all of us especially as we move through the end of the year and things are are getting a little bit more busy for people and it's just such a beautiful reminder um even just any time of year, I feel like people are kind of on that hamster wheel of life where we just keep going, going, going. And it's like, how do we actually get off that for a minute yeah. and just connect to ourselves? And, I'm, and I hope that this conversation has been inspiring for those that are curious about how beauty and rituals can kind of come together. And that can be part of your self-care and 
just another kind of tool to add to your toolkit when it comes to um, really bringing ritual back into our daily lives. So mm. Kate, it's been a pleasure. It's been so lovely chatting with you all the way in Norway. Mm. You um, too, Amber. Thank you so much. Aww. Thank you. It's been a real pleasure. And thank you for taking the initiative to share such an important message with everyone. It's, it's a true honor to be uh, talking with you. Thank you. Thank you.